The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Oh, it's been very difficult, as you know. Uh, it's been frustrating, uh, but I'm, I'm excited. Parental discretion is advised. You got it? Oh, God. Jesus! Say what you say. I'm mic'd up, so you can hear it. We'll play it back later. You are fucked now, bitch. At the end of the day, still, I still think he's a dickhead. For no laughs or nothing. I got milk, baby. Do you want to tell us something? I got a little obsession. See Agent Bronner. Been a minute. Episode 30 of the Say What You Say Boxing Podcast. I am Marquise Johns, currently of NY. No, I, no, I ain't there no more. Uh, currently of Ring Magazine, joined alongside Kyle Johnson. Kyle, uh, I, I got to talk about that in a minute, but how you been, buddy? Oh, pretty good. Not depressed, but pretty good. You know what? I'm sad, and I want to uh, apologize for my trend. No, let me move on from that. But uh, great great to hear that, Kyle. More importantly, we are also joined with a guest this time around because it's been a minute, guys. We are joined by my friend of mine, a good friend of mine. You can catch him all from his YouTube at 26 Sports. Spell it all out, guys. Joined by Mike Arruda. Mike, what's going on, man? Not much, man. You know, just dealing with some stuff. But, you know, I'll be all right, man. It's, it's the reason for it. Hey, Mike, you know what You know what makes me feel uh, bad when I feel down? Uh, a, a companionship. I'm just going to put that out there. But let's start with the, uh, what we missed, Kyle, uh, first off, because we haven't done this in a hot minute. Uh, and I want to apologize to everybody listening to the program because of that, mainly because life got in the way. Fights got in the way somewhat, but we really had nothing, Kyle, honestly, to really fucking talk about. So I'm going to do this in 10 seconds or less. Uh, give me two words on Canelo Ryder because I can, I'll can. i give you my two words on him when we talk about Shields Moreno uh, that just happened just past weekend. Not impressive. Exactly. I uh, wanted to make that out as well because uh, we haven't done anything about that. We'll see what we get next, by the way. And I want to bring you in on this, Mike, because you're the guest on the program. We know now uh, that time has settled. After, after the fight that you won wide about a couple weeks ago, he was supposed to uh, face Beevil. Uh, Beevil's team came out and just said, that shit ain't happening. So I won't put you on the spot uh, quick here, Mike. Uh, who do you think we get next for Canelo? Um, who's the WBO or WBC number 15? You know what? We're probably getting the WBC 15 guy. Is, is your boy, Mr. Robot, Anvi Yildrum still on that list? I'm sure he will be uh, after yeah, this. Hey, the streets have been asking for the for the Canelo Yildrum too. He was, the fight was stopped early. Um, oh. That was disrespectful <laughs> to Yildrum. <laughs> <laughs> they they stopped it early. That was disrespectful. You know, Tony Weeks uh, made an appearance in that fight as well, and it was terrible. Oh man, Tony oh. Weeks is on the take. We'll get to that in a second too, man. But gosh, I hope. But no, I th- I think it's going to be Benavides, but I think the door just opened back up for Bivol because Top Rank said that they're not going to pursue the fight unless the WBC is going to sanction it because they said there's no reason to make the fight unless it's going to be for undisputed. You know what? And I believe the WBC, when they say that they're not going to do it, but they'll order it because the WBC came out this week on Sky Sports talking about Tyson Fury being a greedy champion. It's a drama. It's so terrible. It's so much talent. So many great fights that can be made in the heavyweight division. What the WBC has done has been lenient and flexible to try to make that Fury, Usyk, undisputed uh, heavyweight championship. If uh, Wilder and Reese are not fighting for for the final elimination, Josh is right there as number three uh, as a possible. Tyson Fury is a victim of uh, the powers of money, the powers of uh, abusing a position. 
but he's willing to fight anyone. And I'm, I'm sure he's, he'll be active very soon. The hypocrisy of Mauricio Suleiman lives on, guys. But let's move on here. Rolly Romero was getting beat up by the elderly in Ismael Barrasso a while back, guys. And uh, my recap uh, for those who want to take, uh, find out where the fuck is Marquise's writing, uh, it's not on nyfights.com. My recap for that fight actually is Romero uh, over at Ring Magazine at ringtv.com if you want to check that out. But if you didn't miss the fight, you didn't miss much outside of uh, Rolly Romero getting beat up on by a guy who was going to join the ranks of uh, Bernard Hopkins, Gennady Golovkin, and George Foreman as a WBA title holder. Uh, Kyle, I want to get your thoughts on this first because uh, Mike hinted at it earlier about Tony Weeks stopping this fight inexplicably in the 10th round. I uh, want to get your quick thoughts on that as well. Yeah, it was, that was a really bad stoppage, and I, I think they might have stopped history, too, from happening. Um, I think Barrasso... Uh, might have been the oldest 140 pound champion ever. I I could be wrong about that. Not only 140, I, I think in life because I, uh, I mean Showtime Showtime all night long and Mike you saw the fight too. They were they were mentioning about how he was only 40. That man moved like a raggedy Target grocery cart. I, I beg to differ. On and it was that. sad that Roly Roly looked so just like lost in there all night. He was getting peppered, and he, he looked one-dimensional. And also, he was he getting the shit kicked out of him and for yeah, the majority so of the fight. Considering how how you know relatively well he looked against Tank um, until he got the light switch turned off. Well, I think he, he, it's what happens when you end up fighting uh, the spawn of uh, Ricardo Mayorga because that <laughs> dude looks like fucking Mayorga. That's yeah. the history that we missed right there. We were going to get a Mayorga Jr. Uh, <laughs> looks... He looks exactly the same age as Marga looks now. He's going to smoke a cigarette after the fight. He, he was going to smoke a cigarette. He was going to make fun of Romero's race after the fight and talk oh. about hooking up with his girlfriend. Same <laughs> what Marga did with Deloya, but <laughs> yeah, he was, Pop, he Pop was Pop getting was peppered. Yeah, Pop-Up was working him until... Yeah, he was... He, you know what? If there was an impressive person in that fight, it was Barasa. He was beating on him. Like, I was... I didn't expect much, and then I was like, this, this dude is really doing good. Like, I, I was impressed with him. Because he, he, as you said, he was moving old, but he was moving smart. He knew when to get out the way. He knew how and when to counter. And he, I mean, he rocked the shit out of Romero when he knocked yeah. him down. And then, yeah, no. and then when, when he got stopped, like there, there was, just to play devil's advocate here, there was somebody tweeted out an angle from behind Barrasso. And it looked like Tony Weeks had, a, had just a very bad look at it. And like you could see... <laughs> in that angle, how Weeks could be like, okay, he's getting peppered. But from every other conceivable angle that, that there was, except that one angle, no punches. You could see clearly that none of the punches hit hit uh, uh, Barrasso. Barrasso hit him three times before he got stopped. That makes no yeah. sense. Yep. Still one of the weirdest stuff. None at all. Like, none at all. And I wish they would have done something about that. And I wish they would have protested this and actually done something about this. But we know how Vegas does with fights and protests and all that nonsense. But... Roller Romero is your new 140-pound uh, junior welterweight champion, uh, courtesy of, the, of that stoppage and Tony Weeks. We'll see who he gets next on that. I'm guessing it's going to be someone on the, uh, the old uh, PBC uh, side of things. I want to put you on the spot here with this, Mike. Uh, I know they had on the undercard Kenneth Sims in a real fun fight, and I know they mentioned Rance's Barfellow I'm guessing Sims is uh, somewhere down the line in this fort. For Rolly's title in the b- bizarre event that we don't get uh, the pipe dream of Ryan Garcia taking on Rolly Romero? Um. Kenneth Sims probably beats and dominates Romero. Um easily. I don't think they want to I don't think they want to risk that right now because they want to make some money off of it. 
Um, so he'll probably get um, he might get Bartholomew, but the thing there is Bartholomew's uh, he could be boring to some people, but he's a really good boxer when he can, and I think he would beat him as soundly as Jackson Marinas beat him. Mm-hmm. If we no. get O'Hare, O'Hare Davis, like the WBA mandated, but we all know about WBA mandates. Oh, um, yeah. If we get that, that's probably the closest one to where I say Roley could win because Roley, as bad as he looked, if he does land one of those wild shots, he could probably put O'Hare into dreamland. No, I can see that happening. And I think what, what Roley, uh, he's, I don't know what happened to him in his last fight, guys, but he's been gun, he was gun shy and he moved around oh, yeah. a lot. Tank and Davis around, happened. That's what happened. Well, well they, I mean, Tank Davis ruins everybody. We know that. But it, it was just like lit his ass up. And I, you know, not, uh, sorry to cut you off, Marquise. But no, you're you good. Go said ahead. Tank does, Tank does that to everybody. I want to see how Hector Garcia is going to look coming off that last, that stoppage. I think you know, Lamont Roach beats Hector Garcia when they fight. I so think so I. too. Yeah. I, yep. think it's be a pro- I think it's going to be a problem, too. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, caused a lot of problems for a lot of people in terms of uh, scoring, uh, judging, and whatnot. Wanted to get your take first, Mike, because I know I had to fight when I went on radio stuff after telling everybody I had. I had I had Haney winning. I can see why people had Lomachenko winning, but, you know, I, I'm always intrigued when people say things like robbery and when the great Pauli Malignaggi uh, says, you know, that the fit, we only wanted Devin Haney to win because, you know, you want the, the white guy to lose, you know, despite the fact that Devin Haney was the hometown guy and a, a favorite. Listen, let's be honest. Right, let's, let's be frank, fully honest. Let, let's go there. Let's go where nobody wants to go. All right. The, the, the small percentage of people that, that, that still had Haney winning the fight and are happy that Haney got this decision are the ones that are happy the white guy lost. That's it. But, you know, what do I know about boxing? Want to get your thoughts on actually just hating Lomachenko on that in general, right, Mike? Pauli Malignaggi is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Second, secondly, I hope I hope he would fight Adrian Broner again, and I hope Broner takes his next chip because that fool's a fucking idiot, like I said. Um, Haney, I thought Haney won. It was close. But my thing is, is when people are like, oh, the 12th round was a deciding factor, Lomachenko himself said he gave away the 12th round. You yeah. can't at that point. I don't want to hear anything about robbery when a fighter is in a close fight and he says, I gave away the round because I thought I was winning. No, shut the fuck up. That was the stupidest thing you could have said. I respect Lomachenko. I think he's a great fighter. But for him to say he gave away the 12th round and then get upset because they didn't give him the decision, it's like, dude, in a fight like that, you can't do Imagine any other great fighter admitting, I gave away that round because I thought I won. No, man, like you, you can't. How many times have we heard a fighter say, you know what, I gave away the round and that's probably what gave me the the, the draw or the loss? No. Who was it with Jermaine Taylor? Uh, Winky Wright. He yes. gave away the 12th round and then it ended up in a draw. And then he later was like, shit, I, you know, I messed up. Dude, you, you can't have a close fight. I thought out of the first six rounds, I want to say I gave Haney the first four out of six. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, the last six, I want to say I gave him three to four again. So, it, it, but it was close. I could understand if you want to give some to Lomachenko, but a lot of those rounds that they were trying to score for him, out of the combinations, he would maybe land one punch out of four or five that he threw. It's, you know, but when they want to change the scoring system, it's like, if you want to do that, let's change it for Pacquiao and Horn. Let's change it for every single other close fight that we've ever had that we thought was a robbery. Like, the robbery was uh, in Vegas uh, about a month before that with with uh, Roly and, and Barrasso, not yeah, freaking, yeah. Not yeah, this wasn't a robbery. This was yeah, a this, close this, fight. That could have went good, either way. Exactly, you know? and and you can't hate on who won. 
Yeah, especially when it's the, the, the favorite one and Lomachenko post fight was saying that he kind of put us, take us off the gas here. Kyle, I want to ask you the same question in I, terms I, of, because I know you had Lomachenko winning as we talked all fair about this. I did. And I, I you know, and I, I have a bigger problem with uh, the the 10 9 uh, Haney 10th round uh, scorecard. Yeah. I thought Lomachenko more than, won that more than the result itself. I do think Lomachenko won. Uh, I thought he won by a round, but I don't. The thing is, I don't, I, I, I can see Haney winning and, and going back and watching the fight a second time. I probably would have given it to Haney because Haney landed a shit ton of body shots in that fight. Yes. A yeah. lot. He was, he was landing a lot underneath when Lomachenko was, was throwing his, you know, uh, left hand jab kind of get inside combo. Yeah. And man, that was, it just, I just don't like how that 10th round scorecard was but no it's, it's a fine the, the 10 uh what's it uh seven five either way was fine but i'm fine with haney winning i yeah. but i do think i do think lobachenko won um but what are you gonna do you can't give the 12th round away like you said mike you can't give the 12th round away no. and 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 that's just not like dude you're and that's surprising considering you know the guy's pedigree like he's he's a fucking winner. Like what do you do? You know, like you. It, wow, that's, yeah, that's I, wild that he said that. You know? Essentially, Lomachenko is, uh, at the end of the day uh, for the fall of this is Lomachenko being Lomachenko. He pretty much did the same fight plan, guys, that he did for Tiafimo Lopez. And yep. we all know what happened in the first of that that Tiafimo Lopez fight. It was pretty much as a Adam Abramowitz calls it six rounds of interpretive dance from Lomachenko, and that's kind of what we got here. So yeah, I, he, I had the, he had the he had the Bernard Hopkins game plan against Jermaine Taylor in the first fight. Don't do yeah. anything. Yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> he he was waiting for the the old NBA GM turbo meter, and I, I think the guy he had was either Shaq or someone who was extremely slow because it wasn't coming he, fast enough. He, for him. he was downloading data, guys. He was downloading <sighs> data, but he was not using Wi-Fi. He should have used, used, used the Dell and not that compact Passar like I told you. Exactly. Dear Lord. <laughs> oh God, that's the, one of my least favorite terms in boxing. Ugh. That's no, stupid. That's terrible. Well, my favorite, my, my favorite, Kyle, to, p- to piggyback your point is what, what I heard a lot last week and when I skimmed through the uh, Clarissa Shields uh, uh, Moreno fight on the zone last Saturday when Shields won wide by majority decision, obviously, your man's decision, actually. I think, she's, I think she cleared the entire scoreboard. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, but the one problem I had with, with that fight was the same thing I heard in the John Ryder fight, guys, where they kept saying on, on nine days' notice, see the heart that Moreno is having. Guys, we gotta stop saying that people are having heart when you're getting their ass kicked. We gotta come up with something better than this for these folks because uh, <laughs> Moreno had nine days to train for this fight. She could have had nine months. It wasn't. It wasn't making any difference on that. But I know you didn't watch it, Kyle. So I won't. I won't ruin you with this. But my question for you guys is this: is in general, where does Shields actually go in the boxing ring from here? I know she does the PFL stuff. She she does other outside ventures. What's actually in the ring for? Because it's not Savannah Marshall too here. So. Um, she only, I only think she only has maybe two real legitimate competitors that she could fight. Um, uh, on and then Shadisa Green, honestly, those are the only two. Um, and it's the only two I get to go. Those are the I can think of too. And Shadisa Green is, is, is uh, on, on the rise here, and she's giving a lot of people problems. Uh, yeah, and, and, that's the, and that's the only two people I see because I think Franchon has improved tremendously. Yeah, since since she first started, and she just because she hits like a damn tank, um, and I think either one of those would be a great fight, and it would be one that they could build because it's 
Franchon's undisputed. Clarissa's been undisputed. They could build that one up to a good point, and it would probably yeah. be it would be three a, way a, a, three way fight too. Three way titles <laughs> for her. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that would be a good fight because it would it would be entertaining as hell. Um, Shadisa would be the one that if she's the land one of those bombs on her, we would finally get that question is as Clarissa could take that shot, but. They asked the same thing about Savannah, and Clarissa took everything from Savannah and made yeah. it look. I Easy, think that, that I think that was probably the easiest fight of her career compared to anybody else. You know what's funny? You mentioned that, Mike. I, you, you may be onto something because I was I was thinking about that Shields fight against uh, the the I want to say it was Christina Hammer, where I thought that was that oh, was because yeah. uh, that, that was like the original before that, like was like Shields is the like big toughest fight. Yeah. Match, mm-hmm. the toughest big fight before that, and, and essentially Shields skunked her too. So it was just like, oh man, like I don't. Yeah. Until they can find someone who can, he's so dominant, punch. and it's yeah. it's so obvious that she's so much better than and everybody. Everybody else everybody. that's even close in those two weight classes. Yeah, it's, so it's like almost, you guys said, like like who you know, and who even is close to her? I don't I mean, think I don't even think the fight with Franchon is close. I mean, I think she well, well, her the, if they fought. Well, the first one they fought when they first was there both. Um, their debut, right? Their, their debuts, yeah. Yeah. And it was a good fight. And I think this one, again, they've both gotten better. They still spar and train together. So I think that would make it more more interesting because they, okay. they they know each other so well that now that I think that would probably be that one where they're just they're just gonna go out there and just bomb the way, I think. I don't think any one of them is gonna be like, Oh, you know, let's try to box our way to a victory. I think they would just try to beat the shit out of each other and yeah, then whoever wins. No, that's okay. that's for here. No, that makes but, sense here. But Shadisa, I think that's the one that I, I kind of want to see. I, I, I will admit it. I am biased because me and Franchon are really cool. She's a really great person, and I talk to her a lot. So I want to see that again. But if that wasn't to happen, if they have Franchon doing all these other mandatories or some shit, then you know, Shadisa go in there and take a shot. You know, let's see it. I would, I would love to see that because I want to see if Clarissa could take that shot. But then I, I feel like she would maybe walk circles around her. I just think Clarissa is that good. Like, I don't see anybody stopping her in boxing. No, not at all at this point. And you may be onto something, Mike, because uh, speaking of Savannah Marshall and Franchon Cruz Desernes, they're, they're fighting on July 1st. So we'll, we'll see what happens with all of that. And hopefully we'll get the winner. But I'm assuming the winner of that fight gets Clarissa Shields for uh, part two. Uh, that, I yeah. mean, there's not, there's, there's nothing. I mean, women's boxing is pretty much, these are, these are, this is it. So I'm not expecting much outside of that. But I, I just wanted to mention because, man, we got to come up with better things for people that are getting their ass kicked besides saying that they have heart. I mean, we, we have to come up with a better cliche here because, uh, honestly, this just that they're, they're, they're tough. They're, and we can give them credit for it. But yeah, like, I, I they're professionals. They're supposed to go in there and, and do everything they can yeah. to not get beat up. So I get it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with what Maricela Cornejo. I, I respect her for taking the, the challenge. Honestly, at the end of the day, I always I will never talk bad about him. But she's had her chances. She's never been able to quite reach it. Ryder, he's had his chances. And honestly, yeah. here's the thing with him. I believe he beat Callum Smith. I believe he lost to Daniel Jacobs. So do I. So I maybe expected a little better because at the end of the day, yeah, he, he landed some shots on Canelo, but okay. I mean, you're, you're a professional fighter. You should land some shots. Yeah. No, and, I, I, I would have thought Friday was going to put up more of a fight, but I, yeah, I think he, he, he caved in once his nose blew up, but yeah, he didn't offer much resistance uh, yeah. uh, for, and, for, for quite a while. Yeah. No. And I honestly think Canelo, if you look at one of the points when he knocked him down, he like looks at him and I feel like Canelo maybe felt bad. And I've noticed Canelo does that sometimes where he'll, He'll be beating on someone, and he's like, you could see, like, he kind of like 
lets up a little bit. And I feel like he did that with Ryder. Yeah. After he seen him fall, I want to say it's the second time he like kind of like looked at him like, ah, so. Yeah. I, I, once, I, once, I want to say that was in the 11th where, where, where Ryder looked pretty much done at that point. Yeah. No, and, I, and I think maybe he thought they were going to stop it. So eh, maybe, I don't know. To, but, to Canelo's defense on that, the fight beforehand, the co-main event, they stopped because oh the was ringside. But I, so I, maybe, maybe he was onto something there, but no, they let him go to the cards. It's like, yeah. oh man. Speaking of things that are, we're, we're going to like go to the cards, uh, Kyle, we, we got a summer boxing schedule. Uh, want to run this by you because I, I'm looking at the month of June here and uh, we got uh, stay busy after stay busy after stay busy after stay busy. It is officially a repair tune-up season, guys. So, any of these Jiffy Luba uh, stay busy fights on the schedule that you that you guys are know off the top of your head that uh, intrigue you at all? I know Kyle, you have you you've been chomping at the bit and taking off of work for uh, Edgar Berlanga versus Jason Quigley, right? Yes. Well, yeah. I, no, um, <laughs> I am actually excited about. I I'm I do want to see the Sonny Edwards fight. Yes, coming up this weekend. This weekend, um, that's a good one. Obviously, the To and Josh Taylor fight. Yes which we will get to in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. uh, band camp Broner's back. Uh, yes. but I mean, it, does he show up? Does he make weight? Who's this fucking Hutchinson guy? Um, but all this, all this stuff, um, I've got uh, Virgil Ortiz here in San Antonio in July. Yes. Um, but all that stuff, Marquise and Mike, uh, leads to what you have, uh, deemed boxing herpes Marquise. Uh, yes. it doesn't go away. It's always been around. It just lingers. And right now it's about to flare up. It's about uh, to flare up again. Spence and Crawford. Spence Crawford. Like we, that we, I will finally name on this show. Two of the best fighters on the planet Earth. Welterweight champions. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. They've announced that they'll fight one another for the undisputed welterweight crown. July 29th in Las Vegas. Errol Spence Jr. Terrence Crawford, welcome to First Take. Errol, let's start with you here. I, I, I mean... What the hell took this fight so long to happen? We've been waiting years for this. How excited are you about it? And why did it take so long, Errol? I mean, great things take time. I mean, we both were going through, you know, negotiations and things, but we're here now. So all this stuff in the past, just the present, we're here. We're fighting each other. May the best man win. I, I feel like this is the best fight, welterweight fight of the last probably 40 years. This is a fight of the decade. The best versus the best. Spence Crawford, uh, July at the end of the month. Camp in July here. Good old Las Vegas. Want to ask you, Mike, because I, I have compared this fight to boxing herpes in the event where it, it replaced Pacquiao Mayweather with, with, with the same problem, where it's like we, we would hear about this fight, people would get all hyped up about it, and then some form or another, someone would, would spray the uh, preparation apes or the herpes cream here, and it, it'll go away. Only to reappear three or four months later for about the next three to four fucking years. But it's over now. We have the fight here. So, Mike, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how actually excited are you about this fight finally taking place after about uh, a presidential term going on? Um, my penis can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, I'm sorry. The month of July, like I said, if that is to go through how it looks right now, the month of July is one of the best months of boxing in a long, long time. time. <laughs> I mean, you, you're talking about the, the the calendar, and I think you guys are missing a few fights, though, honestly. Yeah, what you so got? Yeah, we have Taylor and Tio. That, I like that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Munguia is fighting what many consider to be the ghost of, of Dervinchenko, but I actually like that he's fighting someone 
that's known. I would, that, I would contend, Mike, that he's not fighting the ghost of Devranchenko, but rather the couch of Devranchenko, because that's where he's been for the last year and a half. But go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> it's it's somebody that could offer some resistance, is, is my yeah. Yeah, So I'll fair. give him that. And, um, you know, and, and then again, Sonny Edwards, I want to see how he looks. Um, always interested in his fights, even though they're not always the most exciting. Um, but uh, interested to and see him fight. Nobody knows anything about this Andres Campos, dude. Actually, dude, I hit, do. Dude, he's a, dude he's, hits hard. He hits hard. He could be a fucking monster, you know? In fact, yeah. Kyle, in fact, Kyle, you, you may know him sooner or later because uh, Andres Campos is in the camp of uh, Dragonfire Boxing, the home of the uh, your world champion Maloney Twins. So oh, he, he's, right. he's, he's from that yeah, camp, he, and yeah, he, he, he's been waiting for a while for this fight, Kyle. To give me yeah, idea. dude, he, he's, he's tough. He, he could, if he is to land a good shot on Sonny, there's going to be some questions, especially let's say Sonny wins, and then he moves on to Bam, but Campos is to at least rock him. There's going to be some serious looking questions for 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 Sonny. Yeah, because this Campos can throw a punch here, and that's the yeah. one thing we, we haven't seen Edwards do. Uh, and his his last IBF mandatory is in about a year and a half now, because he's just been just flat out outboxing these guys, flat yeah. out right. It's not even close. So I'm hoping we get something different with with, with Campos. Actually, I'm actually intrigued in terms of fights this weekend, guys. I actually like this fight over the Teofimo Lopez fight. To be honest with you guys, it's a hot take, I know, but I think this fight's a tough. It's a better matchup just on paper. But the only problem is. Mm. The rest of that that uh, Sonny Edwards card has nothing else on it, like the rest of these cards this weekend don't. But but, but speaking of these cards this weekend, let me get to that by the way, because on Friday, guys, we have uh, the Showbox card up, uh, which uh, will lead into the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame mm-hmm. this year for those of New York. Uh, nothing of note there, but I did want to mention that the main event has uh, Ali Ismailov, uh, the light heavyweight prospect. Want to make no call because he's undefeated at ten and zero, and is a former sparring partner of the Iceman, John Scully. That's a that's a, oh, I mean, that's a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's set. That's Friday night uh, as well. I saw him tweet about that actually. Oh, and that's, he's like, that's dude, he, intriguing. Scully's been around for fucking ever. Dude. Ever, yeah. yeah. I, I dropped, that's why I figured I had to drop that out there for you guys. Because besides that, at the old dog trek in Miami on Friday as well, guys, we got the Can Man back in action, taking on Pittsburgh favorite uh, Bill Hutchinson. People told me I'd never be great. They told me I'd never be a champion. They told me to stop being a problem. <laughs> I am the problem. The problem is back. Let's go to work. I know they waiting on me. I know they waiting on me. The world is waiting on me. The world is waiting on me. <laughs> I'm his problem now. Kyle, you don't know much about Bill Hutchinson, but I'll, I'll give you a quick tidbit on him, just because there's not much uh, fight footage on him, actually. Pittsburgh lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, Pittsburgh lawyer. And But one of his wins, Kyle, he fought about three, three fights ago, a, a fighter fight veteran by the name of Charlie Serrano. Charlie Serrano, guys, to show you how old I am and how old and small this boxing world is, I saw Charlie Serrano's pro debut, which was on the undercard that led to the split decision loss of Nate Campbell against Isaac Haswa on ESPN Friday Night Fights, April 7th, 2006. That's how long ago that goes back to. But Good yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm, not, I'm not expecting much from Hutchinson, the, the long story short. Hutchinson's a lawyer? He's a yeah. lawyer, man. So that guarantees one thing, Kyle. In the event that that Don King check bounces, he can sue to get it back. More importantly, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so yeah. So I that's wish you could see my face right now. Like, <laughs> you, it's, it's hilarious. What dude. the hey, fuck? You, you no, no. You guys missed the, the the. Did you see the press conference today, Marquise, where Bronner said, "After I beat you, I'm going to hire you." That oh, I saw that. Fucking beautiful. Everybody out there, know you know it's it's public record. You know, 
after I fucked you up, I need you. I'm gonna hire you because I need an attorney anyway. In fact, I, I love it. I, that. As, as much as shit as they give Broner, that dude is fucking hilarious, man. That was one of the best lines I've ever heard. That's one of the best trash talk lines in boxing I've heard in the last year and a half. I mean, and, I mean, said, it's, it's a short list too. It's like, man. After I beat you, I'm going to hire you because I got some shit I got to take care of. That was great. That was, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I cut that on the back end because I, I had trouble getting into the live stream earlier because it was on. I had to go through it through DonKing.com, so you can, you can oh, see where the problem. Right. You can see where the problem arose for me, guys. But I want to make note that because that that should be a fun fight on Friday if you catch that. DonKing.com. Yeah. It's a pay-per-view, yada, yada. You know where to find it, guys. Team stream or whatever. I don't care. I, the views expressed of those bootlegging fights are not necessarily those of say what you say boxing. It's guess or it's affiliates. Move, but moving our on. Lawyers, <laughs> our lawyers have advised us to make that statement. Translation. Yes. Translation. If you're bootlegging, I don't know shit. But moving on. Got, if you are, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but we also got on Saturday, guys, because it feels like the boxing apocalypse here, honestly. Jaime Munguia uh, is taking on uh, Sergey Deferenchenko. But I want, before we get to that fight card, I want to mention as well, on that Broner undercard in the event that you do watch that from the old Daltrick at Casino Miami Highlight, on the undercard, uh, 42-year-old uh, Gilmore Rigandau is on the event, uh, taking on uh, Charlie Clemente Adorno in the late replacement. Uh, that's sold. Event. Sold. Okay. Yes. You know what? I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I've never been a fan of Rigandau. I think he's the most boring fighter I've ever seen in my life. But... I'm happy to see him back and okay after what happened my with feelings, him. feelings you said that, even though I don't disagree with you, because I like Rigandiao. There's been, like, because the flashes of, like, brilliance. Oh, yeah, like, when, when, when he, he cracks shit out of Deion Kennedy. Oh, and yeah. And the night, his night against Nonito Donaire. Yeah. And no, the, the, the and, one and, round he cracked Casimero still cracks me up. Yeah. It's like... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, when, when he when he lands, I'm like, damn, this dude hits hard. When he but would they, throw more than like, yes, when he was active, when he would be active, like, and was like not mentally checked out. It seemed like that yeah. dude was a menace. Money, yeah, and that's why. I, but but after what happened, the injury and all the accident, I'm just yeah. happy he's back. And yep. you know, good for him. Todd, you know, happy for him. So I won't like, talk I was, anything bad about him. One yeah. fight that I was probably way too excited for, and I should have known better, like was Lomachenko Rigandial. I was like, dude, there's two guys, two, two Olympic gold medalists, it's gonna be great. And it, he got it was not. kicked out of him. Yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, it wasn't close. But so. but Jaime Munguia, Sergey Devinchenko, is this Saturday at the Toyota Center in beautiful Ontario. That's going to be on the zone. Wanted to ask you, Mike, because you mentioned this beforehand before I pushed the old red record button here. You think Devinchenko is an actual live body for Munguia. And I'm actually intrigued to hear your take on this because me, just me on the outside looking in because it's Munguia. And in terms of names, it's the biggest name. But, I mean, Munguia's resume reads Spike O'Sullivan, Toreno Johnson. I mean, that last guy he fought. Liam Smith. Guy, Liam Smith. I mean the the list of guys that we that uh, are uh, pretty much been uh, the uh, also rants that goes on and on here. But yeah. talk to me about talk to me about the Munguia take, taking on the Dervinchenko this weekend. I just think it's because Dervinchenko this is probably his last shot at anything, and he knows he has to at least look somewhat decent. So I feel he's going to try to bring it. Does that translate good for him? No, I think that just means that Munguia will be the first one to stop him because I think he's going to actually try really hard to to do something and he's eventually just going to get caught with something. Um, but I just think he's going to present something to Mungia in the sense that he does have boxing IQ and acumen, but I just think he's, he's going to get beat up at some point, but I just, I just think the fight's going to be exciting. And that's, yeah. that's why. No, I think like he'll have to, he'll have to open it up enough to, to make 
you know, Mungia, okay, like, I'm going to put it on you now. Who was the Irish guy that Mungia fought where that was happening, where the guy was, like, getting a, getting the better from a little bit, and then, Mungia, and then Morales was like, hey, you got to do something, and Mungia goes and freaking oh, obliterates him that very that next was, round. Like, shit, Jimmy dude, like, really? There you go, Kelly, yeah. yeah. Jimmy so, Kelly, yep. So that that's what I think might happen, where it's going to be like, he's going to get hit with something, and he's going to be like, all right, guys, all right, it's time. <laughs> Now, not to be confused with uh, former Buffalo Bill Jim Kelly, but he probably will put, put up more resistance. Just throwing it out there. But also on this undercard as well for Devery Tingle Munguia, uh, Shane Mosley, we'll, we'll see what, what he has left. He's taking on Demetrius Ballard in a fight, um, which reads like Golden Boy's uh, final contract signing here. But Shane Mosley or Shane Mosley Jr.? I wish it was Shane Mosley. It's Junior, actually. Thank you for the correction on that. Much appreciated. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some father-son matchups? No, 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 no. Wrong sport. But no, that's on the undercard for this uh Munguia Diverchenko card this Saturday on the zone. That should be interesting forever how long that lasts. I do think Munguia gets by Diverchenko here. I, I want to say, uh, give you a prediction too, Kyle. I, I got uh, KO eight through nine, actually. I'm, I'm going to go around that range. Oh, yeah. I think I think he stops him around like seven. I got the same. T- t- KO, TKO, six to eight. All right. I, I think Diverchenko is going to have to, like I said, I think he's going to have to open up and be active enough where Munguia can put it on him. Yeah, that's fair. I would mention a prediction, guys, for you guys for this Broner fight, but the Broner fight lasts as long as he throws punches. Unfortunately, we know with the Broner fight, he hasn't thrown punches in about two weight classes, so we'll see how long that goes if it goes to the car deeper way. But what the you, know, bo- you know he's going to beat that boy. No, I beat that boy. Oh, uh, listen, he's going to beat that boy. He has to. One would think he has to. I mean, they, 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 he's going to do it for the hood, Marquise. He's going to do it for the hood. He puts it on God in them, all right? And he don't even know who his name is, but he's going to oh, do it for him. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he may have have a losing record recently, but he'll go nine and zero against Jim Gray. All right, don't oh. ever hate him, Broner, around here. Listen, Jim Adrian, Peterson. you're three three and one in your last seven. That'd be seven and zero against you, greatest. <laughs> I do, I do love when he put Jim Gray to shut up. That never it's gets just <laughs> it's it's therapeutic in a way. I unbelievable. It was great. You're three three and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three three and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven zero against you. But Saturday, we have Josh Taylor and Tiafimo Lopez in a real fight for to essentially crown the de facto number two in 140 pounds. Uh, want to get your thoughts on this, Kyle. I'll roll with you first. Been a long time coming. Josh Taylor. The last time we all saw Josh Taylor, uh, Kyle, he was giving up belts and arguably lost to Jack Catterall to those two people who still think that. What do you think changes against Tio? Well, first off, did you say de facto number two? Because, you know, Josh Taylor's the guy at 140. See, I think because time has passed here, I think Regis has came up, up on the spot here because he's been more active. I'm, 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 I'm giving you, I'm giving, I'm playing, I'm playing box Rick with you, right? I'm, I'm uh, he's <laughs> still the guy. He hasn't lost. He's the he guy. He hasn't lost. Hasn't lost. <sighs> uh, I, dude, I think he's, I think he's gonna beat Tiafimo Lopez up. I think he's gonna beat him up, and. uh I think the way he does that, he fights inside, he makes it an ugly fight, and he and he pressures him. Tiafimo's not a huge guy, not a big guy, and he he relied on his athleticism at thirty five, and you know he's a good boxer. He is. He's a really good boxer, mm-hmm. um, but he's super athletic and super quick. And I just I don't know if he has the mental like like the mental fortitude to make it through another tough fight. Another one like Cambosis where, you know, Taylor gets on him early and it could be a long night for Tiafimo. 
You know, that's a good point. I Kyle. think that's I'm, what's going to happen. I think that's what's going to happen. You know, that's a good point. I want to ask you that as well, Mike, as well. But to pick a piggyback off of what Kyle just said, actually, the mental fortitude. We've heard Tiafimo Lopez speaking beforehand. And speaking beforehand, guys, depending on what clip you catch of Tiafimo Lopez, it either sounds like he's on some form of the spectrum or he's clearly not ready to fight. But I want to get your opinion on this, Mike. Do you think he's really ready to go to Saturday? As ready as he can be. I mean, he signed the contract. <laughs> the fight's down the week. Who knows? Honestly, sometimes he says some stuff and it sounds funny, but then we've heard his no racist other way to put tirade. it. His really, he's really racist ass remarks that yeah. you can't deny it. That there's no way to spin it. He said what he said, and there's no way to try to justify it. So yeah. he he's said some stupid stuff. I think Taylor, I think Taylor stops him in eight. Okay, that's fair. All right. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, I think he wins a wide unanimous decision. Yeah, I, I, I think it goes cards here because I think. I just think there may be enough ring rust for where uh, Tiffany Lopez probably steals like the first three or four rounds. But I think at, at the end of the day, he pulled. I think Tush Josh Taylor just outboxes him late and just wins wide at the end of the day here. Because I, I, well, I think what will happen here is that the last few fights that Tiffany Lopez has had where he hasn't really been active against any actual live competition. I mean, Sandor Martin ran around him in circles. They, they, nothing happened there. And Pedro Campbell was standing like a heavy bag in front of him. So and Josh Taylor's not going to do either of those things. So I'm trying to see what we're going to actually get for him that's actual limits at 140 outside of being punched. And Taylor's been on this stage before. He's already been with this already. So I just think it's just for him a chance to prove he can still make the weight at 140 despite giving up all the belts because he didn't want to face the Sumerian Matisses of the world or the Rolly Romeros and et cetera. But I think we I think we got Taylor on cards. But I want to mention also as well on the on this undercard, which has a lot of uh, more stay busy graduate fights on the top ring side of things. We got Xander Zyhaus in action. We got Shushu Carrington. Got uh, uh Repo Kansasiel is in action on this card as well. It's a lot of uh, top-ranked familiarities if you if you if you're familiar to the undercards, but nothing of note on the B side of it. So is, uh, is Joshua Vargas fighting? Joshua Vargas mm-hmm. is not on this card. I think he's okay. fighting an, an, another battle with. Uh, I, I think that letter he said was something about uh, being sad, and mental illness, or something along those lines. I'm trying to figure out if he's trying to uh, tell us all something in this important month of June, where Pride Month is accepted and. And, and acknowledged everywhere, including here at Say What You Say. So just be out and be proud. But more importantly, moving on. Uh, <laughs> closing the honestly, show. Like, honestly, with that thing, man, with Jose, just, dude, if you are, you are, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, just yeah, just live your, live your life, bro. A, it's 2023, it, 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 dude. Nobody cares, bro, if, if you are, oh, nobody cares. Live, yeah, you make it look worse. You make it look like you're embarrassed of what exactly. if you are that. If, if exactly. you are, nobody cares, dude. Just live your life, bro. At the end of the day, no, it's worse for how you tried to hide it and mm-hmm. deny it. Like, dude, if you are just just be you. Nobody cares, bro. Nobody you cares get more. You'll get respect for just being honest about it, dude. Nobody, honestly, nobody cares. It's gonna become a joke because of how you're trying to yep, exactly. deny this it. This is this is the shit that like the bad. Dude, there's so you, there's so many people that are that struggle with it, yep. and yes. you're trying to make it seem like. You're embarrassed it's for being it. Or something. Yeah. yeah, like, no, dude, that's not no. cool. Like, no. no, move on, bro. Come on, yeah. go up. <laughs> but the, my, my last few points, June 24th, yeah. Showtime has a great card, or I have has a decent card. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see Lubin and Arias. They talk oh, yeah, that'll be shit. fun. I want to see, I wanna see that. Um, Adamas and Williams, it could be interesting. Williams has taken some tough losses, but if, he, if he's on, he can crack and bring a good fight. But I'm interested to see my boy Josh Franco Avenge his draw, uh, quote, quote unquote, against Ioka yes. that same day, and I think he will, and I think he actually stops Ioka. No, that's all fun. Yeah, the only fight on the stay busy part of things that, that we didn't mention that I want to mention as well because I'm sure before someone yells at us about this broadcast. 
Stephen Fold and Inuit that DM them up in the same oh. week as uh, Crawford's. Oh, I, I cannot I, fucking let, wait. For let, that let, day. Let like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Let me mention like that before people before people listening halfway through oh. this podcast be like, how the fuck you assholes aren't mentioning Stephen Fulton in any way? But yeah, there that, you go, guys. That, Trust me. That, that is that. the fucking fight I can't wait for. Oh. I will be up will, early uh, in the morning to watch that shit. We will probably oh, and do I live, will, uh, we'll probably do a live recording if everybody's Yeah, we're probably, we're probably live watch it actually. That was the those are the fights for it. I honestly will be gladly go to work fucking exhausted <laughs> watching <laughs> yep. that fight. I don't yep. give a fuck. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. And like I said, my penis can only get so erect, and now yeah. that day I won't need any type of, of drug for that shit. Because yeah, that's now you be know how fight. you know you now you know how I feel on Tony Oka fight days, Mike. Yeah, it's all you. It's all you. It's all you, James, with Tony Oka with Kyle. I promise you. But uh, yes. <laughs> but I can't. I can't. Stephen Ford and I and Noe. Maybe when I get closer, I'll make a decision on who I think is going to win. But as of right yes, now. I don't give a fuck who wins. I just want to see it because they. I love both of those fighters. Yeah, so do I. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. And uh, honestly, guys, I think that's all we got in terms of boxing news. I did want to get 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 out here on on this uh, because the summer schedule, guys, uh, for the podcast is is looking kind of questionable in terms of these opponents. I don't want to sit and and lie to you guys and act like we're going to be here every week breaking down that that Berlinga Quigley fight we just mentioned earlier because that's probably not going to happen. But want to give you guys up on that with the format also as well in terms of boxing news and stuff because I'm not at nyfights.com and my stuff at Ring TV is pretty sporadic. Whenever I write there, I'll write there. Keep it tuned for the podcast for all things boxing on my end. But more importantly, Mike, where can they follow? I got you on your tweet deck at Wolf2988. Where can they find you on your social media decks, man? Uh, Instagram, uh, Michael2-2989. Um, then I also have the 26 Sports for Instagram. I haven't uploaded much to it. Been really busy with work, but I will. Yeah. YouTube, 26 Sports. Uh, we'll have a lot more stuff coming soon. And yeah, man, just keep checking out. I'll have my own uh, stories coming up, and then probably be back with the Vegas site real soon to keep that hey, going. You got as the well. Raiders Ramble stuff the Raiders, going on too. Uh, uh, as of a few months ago, I'm no longer with them. Uh, oh no! Oh, fuck them! Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. I'm it's playing. Nothing, I'm it's, playing. I'm playing. I'm no, playing. it's nothing like that. It's all. It's all <laughs> good. It's all, I'm playing. Yeah. It's all good. We're all good. No problems yeah. there. But yeah, no, just <laughs> as of a few months ago, no longer. But it's all good. It's all love always. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm just doing my thing. The say what you say uh, website's going to have to get going here soon. Pretty guys. much, yes, Kyle. That, that, that's, a, that's one way or another. And Kyle, where can they find you on the old social media platforms? Find me uh, at KJSAKAYJAYSA on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, you can email us at uh, say what you say boxing at gmail.com. Uh, Marquise, what do you got, man? You know what, guys? As you guys know, you guys can follow me on the old social media decks at Radio. That's the Instagram. That's the Twitter. That's all that fun stuff. But I want to close with this, Kyle, because essentially, because I'm not at NY Fights anymore, I want to make note that in the event that if you or a loved one uh, needs help, may I suggest finding it? And until next time, say what you say. Oh, uh, big shocker. Jacob deGrom out for the season. He's a, 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 uh, what a waste of money. Goodbye. Oh, man. <laughs> say what you say.